<laughs> hi, how are you doing? Good, you want to say good. hi um, on IGTV just real quick? Absolutely. Okay, let me click here. So exciting. Oh my God. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're totally fine. Okay. Hi, guys. Hi. <laughs> this is Rocco. <laughs> He's really cool and has an awesome name. You really do. Wow. I love the middle name, Leo. It's like perfect. Rocco Leo Cagliotti. <laughs> All right. So having you on, obviously, is so amazing. I mean, I think the last time was 2019, before COVID. COVID's that we saw crazy. each other. Yeah. COVID's yeah. definitely been really, really crazy. I mean, how have you been holding up? Oh, well, I'll tell you that uh, I was one of the first people in the city that I flew back into when I was overseas that tested positive for COVID. Oh, no. Yeah. So what happened was I was doing City Showcase in South Africa, and the president literally came on TV and said, everybody that was here on vacation, you need to leave um, and, you know, go back where you came from. So I rushed and I was like literally on the last flight back to the United States. And when I got back, normally what I would always do is I would go visit my mom. My mom lives in Las Vegas. I'm, I'm so an Italian sweet. boy. I'm a mama's boy. Yeah. That's very <laughs> so, sweet. Thank you. Thank you. So what I did was, um, so my mom is, you know, older, of course. And she, she said, well, I'm sorry, but don't come to the house until you get tested for COVID. Smart. Like, yeah. So I got tested. I was positive. I was one of the first people in Las Vegas to have COVID because that's where she lives. And I had to go quarantine for a month. Uh, and it was super, super scary. I felt horrible. I, you know, luckily I didn't have to get on a ventilator or anything. But the scariest thing was uh, the doctor that was you know, via email and telephone, you know, helping me mm -hmm. said when they called me and they said, Hey, you're positive for COVID. Um, uh, I asked, what do I do? And they're like, well, we don't know. It's a brand new virus. They, they, what they said was if you can't breathe or you have shortness of breath, come to the ER. And if we have a ventilator, we'll put you on one. If not, we'll send you home. I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my horrible. God. It was like the worst thing I ever heard. And, and I was trying to ask, like, what do I do? What do I do? This was in the very beginning. No one knew yeah. what was happening. All they knew was, you know, all these people were dying in Italy. All these people were dying in China and really all over the world. This, this you know, what was like the first thing in your mind, though, like when you got COVID and it's like new, like, were you panicked? Like, oh, my God, <laughs> like, it was horrible. I thought I was going to die. I, I didn't. Oh, my God. It, I, I can only imagine, okay, you know what I felt? You know, the, one of the first things I felt was, oh my God, this is what all the people felt like when HIV AIDS first came out because like no one wanted to see me. No one wanted to touch me. I had to be alone. No, and I understand like everyone was afraid to see me because they, they didn't want to get COVID. Yeah, oh, I, mean, you feel, I mean, they had this big in 1918 time. with the flu. I think people maybe have handled it a little bit differently, which is mm -hmm. interesting because we have so many, you know, new advances. But I think all we could do is be there for one another. Now, what's so amazing right. about you is you have FNL and you have right. such 
a prestigious, you know, career oh, thank you. interviewing celeb. Well, no, it's true. <laughs> interviewing <laughs> celebrities. I mean, you have so many things you've done. And I think one question that I thought to myself is how does somebody just like get to that level? Like, where did you start to get into entertainment that way? Uh, my nickname was Fat Boy. What? My nick, I'll tell you, it all oh, derived no. from I was bullied and beaten up all the time walking home from school. My nickname was Fat Boy. I had the pretty girls in the school walk up to me and spit in my face and tell me I was so ugly and I would never have a girlfriend. That's where it started. I wanted You're to so show ugly you. inside. Oh my God. Thank you. That is where it all derived from. I wanted to, oh. I wanted to show the world I can I can and my my determination and my drive was instilled into me because at 13 years old my mother and my father were so tired of me being bullied they signed me up to a self-defense classes for taekwondo oh, okay. and that instilled a tremendous amount of discipline and instilled a tremendous amount of self-worth and certain uh, integrity, like certain theories and, and philosophies to live my life by. And what ended up happening was I ended up getting taller, getting slimmer, getting stronger. As the story goes. Right. Um, and then I got involved in the modeling industry and then I got shipped to Italy and but wait, my... wait, they stuck you in a crate and shipped you. <laughs> and then, like I said, like one Rocco. Okay. Really? It was an airline ticket. It was an airline ticket. But um, so the, <laughs> the drive, the ambition, it all came from wanting to show the world that I wasn't some little fat boy that could be beat up all the time and picked on. I mean, my God, I remember like the bullies in the neighborhood creating a circle around me and just beating the hell out of me all the time. It, it was horrible. It was horrible. And so, you know, I, I when people talk about bullying and all that, I, I know, I know. And, 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 you know, for anyone that's watching this, that may be, be being bullied now mm -hmm. online or, through uh, in person or anything, it does get better. I mean, don't, it's not true what they're saying. People put you down because they're afraid of you. They see yeah. that you have the potential to come up and do something strong. Yeah, so fun. they're pushing you down because they want to try to keep you down. But the fact of the matter is that you can strive and go even higher than anyone can even imagine, even yourself. I never thought in my wildest years ever that I would be the president and CEO of a global fashion channel that's available on every platform that exists and millions of people Amazon, watch us. Roku, like everywhere. Right. Everywhere. Samsung TV, LG TV, you name it, we're on that platform. You can look up FNL Network or Fashion News Lifestyle uh, Network and you'll find it and it's free. Uh, and, and, I, and I never thought in a thousand years that I would have started my own and my the first digital fashion week. We, we have International Digital Fashion Week on FNL Network, and we have like Dolce Gabbana, Ferragamo, Louis Vuitton, Moschino, D Squared, um, Iris Van Harpen. We have massive designers that showcase on our platform every six months. I never imagined in my wildest years that 
um, this would come to be and continue evolving the way it's evolving. It just happened, not because someone gave it to me. You worked hard. I worked hard and I worked honest. I'll tell you, almost 20 years ago, is that older than you? <laughs> and 20 someone sat me, <laughs> so, so someone sat me it's down okay. and they were like, no, you're incredible. You are incredible. I adore you. We have to tell the world how we met the first time after this. Story. Oh yeah, the Lady Gaga <laughs> moment. Oh my God. You know how scared I was? I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but like back on topic, because this is very interesting. And I think okay. it's insightful what you're talking about. So 20 years ago, um, about, or maybe a little bit over this guy that was crazy multimillionaire successful in the industry, sat me down. He was, he was, he was a friend. We're no longer friends, but he said, Rocco, the only way that you are going to succeed is if you become backstabbing, conniving, and not honest. Hmm. And I was like, no, that's against my character. Yeah. I will never do that. And then other people that are very famous and very rich told me, Rocco, you're too nice. Like, why are you so nice to people? And I'm like, you know what? What you see, who you see, this is who I am. And I'm not changing for anybody, no matter how high my success is, no matter how many awards I win, no matter how much money I make or not make, I will never change who I am at all. And anyone that's me, anyone that's met me, yeah. that I've spent time with, awesome. they know me yeah. because I, I don't put up a front or to be fake for what? That's just a bunch of baloney. And people, I've seen so many people come and go in the business. And the ones who stay and maintain in the business are the people who do things the right way, the mm-hmm. honest way, with integrity, with respect and discipline. Some of the most famous, established movie stars that I've interviewed, and I've interviewed just about 99.99% of everyone that's ever gone to any fashion week starting in 2003 up until, what, four or five years ago or something like that until I stopped doing that stuff. Um, the uh, Michael Douglas, he's incredibly amazing. Yes. He's friendly. Forrest Whitaker. These people who have been around for so long are so humble, so amazing, because it's not just talent that makes you who you are. It's your personality. It's being humble. It's being just who you are. The most rotten people are the reality stars that become so famous so fast, and they think they're God. And guess what? The next season, they're out. They're in, and they're out. I think that's just- <laughs> um, I think that's very important though to speak and touch on the topic that yes, Rocco went through a lot of shit in his life. He was bullied. He was picked on. But even throughout all of that, you maintained your integrity. Something most people do not maintain. And I think it's important to touch on like the pretentious sort of entertainment attitude. It's a waste of time because Absolutely. it's like. It wastes your time. It wastes their time. And it's like, why? <laughs> why bother? You know who you want. <laughs> so right. moving on. And some people might get offended by it. They might get hurt. But it's just the way it is sometimes. Right. You got to maintain your heart, though. Now, for FNL, are there any things coming up that maybe we can? Oh, like absolutely. Together? Absolutely. Uh, we literally yesterday just launched on December. 18th, I was ahead of look at the date. 
Uh, we are accepting applications for any designers or brands that want to showcase on IDFW for next season. Oh, that's awesome. And any, yeah, so any designers or brands that would like to apply to be on the International Digital Fashion Week platform, they can go to fnlnetwork.com, click on IDFW, and then apply. And then we also have a competition for students, which is called IDFW Competition. So any students or emerging designers that really want to break into the industry, they can apply for the competition and, and an application process. You basically fill out a form online. It gets sent to an office uh, within the company. We review them and then get back to the uh, appropriate designer or the competition. Does uh, the, or the uh, Rocco review them? Um, I do sometimes, but Blanca is the main person. You know, I, if I have time, I'll go through them. And I'll well, let's, who's getting who? You're peeking. You are totally <laughs> peeking. Okay, Rocco, if there's anything I have learned from you, you totally are peeking and looking at like everything. Come on. And then what what we did yeah. was um, we recently, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's my baby. We recently launched on LG and Samsung globally. So that's very exciting. Yay, congratulations. Yeah, very, very excited about that. Uh, we have 28 channels on the app. Like I said, in any app, in any um, uh, digital app store or on your smart TV, Roku, Samsung, LG, you can look up fashion. Exactly. Fashion News Lifestyle Network or FNL Network. Or on FNLnetwork.com, there's a place you can click watch. Um, Something new that we're doing, there's actually a few things. Thanks for asking. Uh, We are Uh creating, (laughs) the programmers are creating a platform online. Mm-hmm. So all the viewers can actually just go to a website to watch all of our content instead of having like to streaming. install an app. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. And hopefully that will be launched in the next couple of days. Um, and it would be available on fnlnetwork.com. And then also we have a show that's being edited right now called mm-hmm. BTS of Fashion News Live. And that show, and this was pre-COVID. What we did was we had a very small documentary crew follow us around when I covered the Oscars, LA Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week, and when we created Fashion Able, which is one of the channels on the network. So it's literally tens of hours of footage. And right now we have an editor going through it all, putting it together like a docu-series. And then I have, um, that's going to be on the network. And then right now we're in pre-production for a brand new show uh, that will be filmed in Europe over the summer that I'm so excited about. Um, and I, I can't give too many details because I don't just want a little bite, ne- just a little bite, um, a hint, just one hint. hint. Um, mm-hmm, you could be discreet, mm-hmm. just like a color, okay. like anything. Yeah, let me think. Um, well, <laughs> if <laughs> I like to do things very raw and real. Yeah. And very honest, like the Courtney show when we did the show on Courtney Stodden. I don't know if you've seen that or not. It's it's well, um, I actually, the- when you're done answering this, I do want to ask you your most favorite thing you've ever produced and like directed and stuff. That would be really fun to oh, hear. Oh wow, okay. Um so anyone that's ever seen Courtney, you know, <laughs> that was yeah, it's it, it's going to be a docuseries slash reality show following four to six people around Europe for an X amount of period of time. And it will be on the network probably 
uh, we're going to film it in the summer and it'll probably be up within a month or two. So probably September, it'll probably launch in September or October of next year. Right now, uh, we are in the casting process, casting for it. Um, so I'm very excited about that show. I love, I love creating. I love directing. I love producing. I also love being in front of the camera. I just love <laughs> No, everything. no, I could, I could see it. I totally could see it. You're like suave today. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm also, I'm an Academy member. I'm a voting Academy member. I'm a PGA member, which is Producer Guild of America. Oh, a lot man. of people don't know that. God, I didn't know that. Thanks for yeah, doing like that, yeah, I've paid my dues <laughs> around the world. Um, so what was the question you said? You, you, um, oh, I want to know what was like the most fun you have ever had when it comes to creating um, customized content for your platform, FNL. I mean, you have so many shows. You have Carol Alt, you have Courtney. Right. So like, what would you say, hands down, you just, you vibed. You had so much fun. Okay, it's a multi-answer. Is that okay? Answer okay. So I really love what I do. Um, like I even may become emotional thinking. I just I love creating. I love I feel that. telling a story. I love moving people, whether it's positive or negative. If I have moved someone's emotions by creating content or even by talking to them, I have achieved what I wanted to do. And like, again, I, I was, my, my nickname was fat boy. I had no idea I was going to really be in any of this. Um, but my first movie that I made, my first documentary inside a motto was the most electrifying, gratifying experience I've ever had. And the reason why I say that is because when we premiered it in Times Square, oh wow, during New York Fashion Week, there was a line wrapped around the place that we premiered it. Every celebrity came to the red carpet that I invited. Getty Images was there. We got interviewed. Carson Kressley hosted the event for me. He's a personal good friend of mine. Um, and that feeling of creating something and having so many people want to come and so many people watch it and so much gratification of, oh my God, Robert, that was so amazing. And then winning best documentary in LA and in Cape wow. Town for the film. I won it twice for the film. It was the, be the best feeling is to create something but not only have people enjoy it, but be respected by your peers, especially when you come from nothing. I came from food stamps. I came from nothing. You know, uh, nothing was given to me. No one gave me anything. I had to bust my butt and work and strive and pay my dues and scratch and climb up and, you know, get to where I am. No one gave me anything. So the gratification for that was incredible. Um, so th th that would be probably one of my highlights now, because I said it was a multi-answer. <laughs> the second one would be uh, doing, doing care, doing the Courtney show screwed me up the most. 
What? Why? Doing the because it was so dysfunctional and everything was so real. Mm-hmm. When we wrapped, I had to do a little bit of counseling. Oh. I had to separate from friends and a little because it just if, people sometimes leave comments that they think the show is fake. Everything is real and it's so dysfunctional. Courtney doesn't even want to talk to me anymore because we didn't edit it to make it look fake. But everything in the show is real. It really messed with my psyche to actually be there with all the family fighting and all the dysfunctionality. It just really screwed with me a bit. But people think it's entertaining, which it is. But I'm going to have to say it's all real. I'll put but your morals, it, it upset your morals at the end of the day, because instead of like maybe being that guy who would step in, you just had to keep rolling. Um, yeah, you know what? I think it, so. That's I mean, a really reality, smart perspective. reality TV, I think, yes, it is like entertaining, but mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people miss the fact it's mentally draining on oh, anybody, anybody. So um, I'm really glad that you opened up about that because I'm sure other people out there, they feel the same way you do. And maybe they're not as brave to speak out the way you have. Yeah, I've never actually told anyone that before. And Courtney actually, okay, Rocco, if that is not true, I swear to you, next time things like open up and we see each other, I swear to you. (laughs) No, it's true. Like Courtney blocked me on Instagram. She blocked the network on Instagram. Her mom was on the talk show and then her mom stopped being on the talk show as soon as the show went up on the network. So I mean, I'm good with her mom. I'm good with her mom. I'm good with everyone else on the cast, but with her, yeah, it was weird. I can't understand why she would be upset. I think you could too. Um, I think as humans, we just have to learn to respect each other's emotions and feelings. And maybe in time that will mend, right? Well, there's hope for that. Yeah, we'll see. Um, uh, Carol Alt's living room was incredible to do because we literally, like we have Iris Afell, Jay Manuel. I mean, Carol Alt herself is a legend, but it's all, it's a show with legends documenting their, documenting their lives and showing from the beginning of who they be, who they are to where they are today. It's just anybody and everybody that wants to know anything about fashion or fashion world, they need to watch Carol Alt's living room. PBS contacted me to broadcast Carol Alt's living room. And I told them, no. Oh, wait, excuse me. Was it because of rights or. You know, no, right. I mean, well, they didn't want to pay anything. Oh, uh, but it, it wasn't about the money. I'm we do the content and I pay for I pay to make it to put it on FNL Network. Um, I'm trying to think of the other shows we have a show called um, The Bird Eyed View, and I filmed most of it. It's a drone show. Whereas I traveled the world, I fly the drone and I really feel like oh, wow. I'm flying like I'm a bird. And what's crazy is when I was in South Africa, I accidentally crashed the drone in the ocean. Yes. And I didn't jump in because they have great white sharks. And I'll tell you something. You want to get eaten alive for it? You know, good TV. Get eaten alive, Rock. (laughs) (laughs) Your ratings probably would have been like. Yeah. And then I'll be dead. I'll tell you, my fears of dying is being eaten by a shark or burnt alive or crashing in a plane. I grew up in Florida where like shark attacks happen every day. It's insane. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, 
<laughs> now that then... we talked about death, um, onward. <laughs> so watching Carol Alt's living room, sorry, creating Carol Alt's living room, we basically create, we documented history and forever and forever and forever, we have these high quality episodes with, you know, Ralph Rucci and Jay Manuel and Nigel Barker, just massive, massive people in the industry talking about their lives. And it's incredible. It, it, it is incredible. It is incredible. Um, yeah. I mean, Fashion Able, I enjoyed doing that. That was a lot of fun. I actually want to do more episodes of that, but I want to find a female host to do that show. I don't want to host that show anymore. Um, so I, I find that I have little rewards in different types for all the different shows I've created. I've done everything with such passion. Everything's been a passion project for me. It's not like I do it for a paycheck because to be honest, most of the shows don't even give me a paycheck. I put my money into it. So it's my passion. And something else to know is that FNL Network just isn't me. It's everyone that's ever worked with me. That's and it's my teams in different places that have worked with me over the years. And I've had so many amazing people and I've been blessed to have amazing, amazing people in different cities that believe in the vision. Some of them continue to believe and some of them have gone and done their own thing and grown on their own branch, which I think is great. Um, but it's not just me, even though I'm the face and I'm the CEO and I'm the owner, yeah, I'm the president. There's you know, different role. assets, you know, to a company. Exactly. Yeah. I so know. what would be your advice to anybody um, new, up and coming, maybe who even sees this and they want to be a director, they want to own a network? What would you say to them? Like, it's just like solid, like I've been there, don't do this. Mm -hmm. And here's my advice. Okay. My advice is drop your sense of entitlement. No one deserves to give you anything just because okay. you grew up and everything was fast and you got the internet and all social media. It means nothing. You need to pay your dues, find someone who's been in the industry for a long time and shadow them, work for them for free, be an intern, be a gopher, be whatever you need to be and learn the trade that you want to do and drop your sense of entitlement is first so the biggest problem of interns that we have is their sense of entitlement they feel like they're entitled to it's, something it's no funny. one's entitled to anything you need to pay your dues you need to respect older people and spend years with them learning their trade show respect that's my biggest Rocco, it seems Advice. like somebody pissed you off recently because like you were really No, like, no, passionate. no. I mean, I, I say that so passionately because. No, it's awesome and very good advice. It's the truth. Yes. It's the truth. Right I now, the problem with this generation, the past generation, the generation before, and probably the generation before is the freaking sense of entitlement. It's funny that you're touching on it because there was an article that came out, I think maybe a week ago on CNN, that people who are Gen Z, part of my generation, they're getting fired <laughs> because they think they know better. They, you know, right. think all these things. And one thing that I've learned from my mom is your that- Your mom's amazing. I love your mom. <laughs> Hi, mom. 
I will let her know. One thing I have learned from my mom is you got to take a step back. You're not there yet. And that is something, you know, I'm from humble roots too. I mean, it's something that you just got to take. I'm actually your father. You didn't know that. I'm joking. I'm your father. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we got to get together then. We have to. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. So anyways, I think though, it's very interesting because I read that I was like, wow, people my age are getting fired because like they literally are taking over like, oh, you should be doing this or you should do that. And it's like, I don't know where they learned it from Rocco. I don't Mm -hmm. understand because everything I've ever been taught is you just take a step back. Okay. Clearly, you know, somebody who's been in this industry a lot longer than me knows a lot better. Of course I have my wits about me, my sense, but (laughs) it's funny because it's very relevant what you're saying so relevant and I I do hope people out there maybe my age a little younger and a little bit older you do heed Rocco's words because please (laughs) it's important yeah it's true it's it's very true the reason why I say that with such passion is because we've had interns that come onto the network from like I don't even want to name the schools, but extremely expensive, crazy famous, yeah, very prestigious schools. And the interns, they don't like an assignment. They're like, okay, we quit. What? Are you joking me? But I don't get it. They get to put on their resumes that they worked under you. They interned under you. You need the internship to actually go anywhere. It's like when a new fashion designer interns under, you know, a designer in the city. It's important. Like, Right. I'm not even going to get into it, but it's very ridiculous. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming <laughs> on, Rocco. I really, really of course you taking the time out um, to come on. Is there anything else you would like to share with anybody? Or <laughs> well, I would like to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Oh, Happy to Holidays to you too. <laughs> I see you're wearing a beautiful green shirt. Oh, uh, like thank a Christmas you. Ornament. I do. I feel like no, it's, it's I feel like it's a good motif. I really like your your black shirt. Black is always in. Very small. I'm really thank feeling you, it. I like the frames are very good. Very on point. Thank you. I like how your hair is. Really good. Thank you. I love yeah, how, I, uh... how the Rocco and Lily show. <laughs> you like what? It's the Rocco and Lily show. <laughs> thank <laughs> I love... you so much. Welcome to the Rocco and Lily show where we're going to interview you know, everyone. Have you ever done radio? <laughs> um, like your voice yes, I, I, like would be good. I've been interviewed on many radio shows, but I've never hosted a radio show. I was asked one time. Um, you know, that's something actually I'll talk, I, I want to share with you because yeah. you, you, you opened up a topic. So a lot of people don't know this, but I'll share this with you and all of your viewers. Uh, I'm a coda. I'm a child of a deaf adult. Okay. Yeah. So that's no, not bad. It's good. It's, it's empowering. So my mom is deaf and my father's from Italy. So I have three siblings. There's four of us total. We all grew up speaking like deaf people. Because we heard our mom speak and she would sign to us. We all knew sign before we could speak. Our My first language is sign language. That's I didn't speak until I was three years old. So my first language was sign. Then my second language, I guess, that I was proficient in was English. And my third is Italian. I'm also an Italian citizen. I have dual citizenship. But as I was fat boy, I was also in theater. I got bullied for... Oh, I was faggot. I was this. I was that, you know. Um, And in theater, 
I knew that I had a problem with my speech. So I always went to speech class. And then when I went to college, I always took speech. So I, I worked on my voice. I worked on speaking. Wow. I worked on because I the way I spoke when I was a kid and the way I spoke when I was a teenager is very different than the way I speak now. The cadence of my rhythm is trained like a trained singer. I took classes on how to speak and how to speak properly and how to breathe when I speak. You must because, feel so proud. I mean, that. Wow. Yeah, because I wanted to be able to communicate properly. I wanted to be articulate. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be actually an actor. That's why I wasn't always in theater. I was like a thespian. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And and then I just ended up getting tall. And I guess people thought I was attractive. So I went to Milan to be a model. But anyhow, um, so yeah, so I'm a coda and I've taken a lot of speech articulation classes in my younger age. Um, but yes, to answer your question, I've been asked several times to do radio uh, and I've always turned it down. I've been interviewed or interviewed on the radio, but I've turned it down and always opted to do television. I think like maybe one time you could give it a go, though. Yeah, sure. You're, you have a great voice. So it's really you, you must feel so proud on how you've you've grown so much. I mean, wow. I do want to touch on one thing. How Please. was your first fashion show? Because you mentioned it twice, but I just want to know a little bit more. Yeah. As a model? Or yeah, as... so you oh walking. Gosh. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I need to know at least a little bit and then I'll let you go. <laughs> I've never told anyone this on an interview. So that's a good, I'm telling you things I've never told anyone else. Has nobody ever asked you, Rocco? No one. Okay. <laughs> what do they ask you? Like, hey, how's life? Where do you want to go? <laughs> How do you make a pizza? I want to have a pizza. What's your favorite pizza place? No, I'm joking. Um, Seriously, though? Okay. Oh, my God. That's so boring, though. <laughs> okay, you ready for this? Yeah. I'm 17 years old. The first show I booked in Milan mm -hmm. was something like an Italian equivalent of Speedos. My first runaway show was basically what and, and, and in Italy, they it's don't acceptable. wear American bathing suits. Very they acceptable. all wear speedos. Yes. <laughs> and a lot of women are topless. So I walked at 17 years old in a speedo and was so shy. Oh so uncomfortable. And I was so embarrassed. That was my first show in Milan, but I went from that to walking for Jean-Paul Gaultier, walking ah. for Armani, um, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it was amazing. You know, I was, I was there in the nineties and it was, it, it, it was good. It, 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 it really cultivated who I am and really helped me a lot in the entertainment industry. The reason why I say that is because a lot of the people that I modeled with, or that I spent time with, they also continued on in the industry. And, you know, oh, Rocco. And, you know, you kind of, when you come up with somebody, there's this mutual respect. Yeah. You know, you respect them, they respect you. Um, and it, it's a positive thing. You know, it's a, I'll tell you something, actually. Um, the event I met you at, uh, was produced and put together by a guy, a really good guy. His name is Eric Rossetti. I don't know if you know him or you met him no or not. Clue. 
But I always say that he and I uh, came up together That's in the set because he was a manager and he, he's a designer. And then he started his events in New York, New York, uh, L.A. and Miami. And I remember telling him years ago, I'm going to have a network. It's going to be global. Oh, I don't know wow. how I'm going to do it. You just watch. He was like, yeah, yeah. And recently I actually I emailed him. And I was like, hey, Eric, thank you for always supporting me and believing in what I'm doing. Aww. I really appreciate it. And then, he, you know, he invited me to his house for dinner, but I wasn't in L.A. Uh, to go. Uh, but I can, you know, I consider him a dear friend as well. So it's it's nice, you know, like that. And I've also had people uh, in the industry that have really kind of brought me under their wing. Uh, RuPaul brought oh, me under his wow. wing. Wow. Uh, Carson wow. Cressley brought me under his wing. Uh, Miss J from Top Model brought me under his wing. Uh, Carol, in a way, you know, very little bit, a little wing. Uh, but the, I would say um, the strongest person who brought me under their wing would probably be RuPaul. I mean, he's probably, wow. you know, he's the most famous now. Yes. And I'm really happy for him. Um, but uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's actually, a, he's a really amazing person. This story though is so incredible because, you know, you went from somebody so picked on and there you are standing right. in a Speedo. There you are, you know, picking up <laughs> Lady Gaga. There you are creating oh, yeah, your own Gaga, network. There you story. are filming this. I mean, come on, Rocco. You have so much to be proud <laughs> of. And I love how you wrote your friends just to let them know thank you because like I said earlier, we all have emotions and right. it's important to let your friends know you care. And it's just that right. little thing. Thank you yeah. so much for coming on, Rocco. I really, You're really very, appreciate very it. Welcome. Happy You're holidays. Very, very welcome. Happy holidays to you too. <laughs> Mwah. Oh my God, yes. 